This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 192 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, I'm speaking with Natasha Hemingway, and we're going to be talking about closing sales from a heart-centered position. I know all of you are listening are thinking, oh, sales makes me feel icky. I just don't like doing it. Natasha is here to show you ways and strategies that you can actually Close sales without getting that feeling because you're doing it to solve a problem. She also is offering up a free video training that you're going to hear about in this episode that I want to make sure that if you have the chance, she gives you a way to simply text to get the video training, as well as we're going to make sure that we link to it in the show notes. So make sure that you hop over to that and watch that training. It's going to go through her entire process of how to make sure that you are closing sales from a heart-centered position. All right, you guys, let's dive in. Hi, Natasha. How are you? I am great. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I'm so excited to talk about this conversation. I feel like it's just a conversation that we need to be having with more and more women. Before we jump into it, can you introduce yourself to my audience and tell us a little bit about your business too? Absolutely. And first of all, I cannot agree more. This is a conversation we need to be talking about more and all the time, which is sales. So I'm Natasha Hemingway. I am a sales coach. I am a speaker. And I spent 16 years in corporate sales in the medical world, um, selling to specialists, and then moved over into the world of entrepreneurship and started realizing that I mean, it's obviously, this is the place where a lot of people are right now. I feel like so many, I mean, you can build a business off of anything, really. The sky is the limit. But what I started seeing, Jenny, over and over and over is that a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs have these great ideas and they build these businesses, but then they forget that they need to know how to sell it. Right. And I talk about how we have, you know, you, when you think about building a business, you think about the branding, the logo, the marketing, the platform you're going to put it on, how you're going to get paid, your cash out, all of these things, whether you're brick and mortar or a service based business online or e commerce. We think about all the things, but we forget about the fact that we actually need what I call an authentic sales process that is in our business. And a sales process is not just a Natasha thing. That's actually something that corporations have within their business. And if it's good enough for corporations, then Jenny, my thought process is, is it's good enough for you as an entrepreneur to make sure that you're not just passionate, but you're also profitable. So... And I think part of the issue that comes with that is because we get such an icky feeling in the past from the word sales, right? Like yeah. it, it just brings up pictures of the used car salesman. And as women, we seem to, we have a tendency to make ourselves smaller when we're asking for something. I think that's just part of our personalities. Mm. How would you define sales? Oh, that's, that is such a good question. Listen. Okay. So I do a lot of speaking now virtually, <laughs> but I'm on these calls. And just last week when the host whose call that I was on asked her audience, her community, 
What are the words that you think about when it comes to you thinking about the word sales or selling within your business? And this one, it was everything you said, manipulative, icky, um, grimy. And this is the first time I heard this word, predatory. I was like, oh my gosh, predatory. No, but this is literally how so many people feel. So first, let me level the playing field to say, if you're listening and you identify with any of those words, when you hear the word sales, it's not just you. And there's hope. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. It's not that you're just not good at sales. It's a skill set that you need to work on. So here's the deal. The way that I define sales is honestly, it's when Someone is interested in something that you have, your product, service, whatever the case. They're interested. So you have this interested potential customer, client, buyer that's over here. And then you are going to take them all the way through this convoluted, what can seem daunting um, journey all the way until they get to the end of being a actually buyer where there's a transaction that happens. So it's taking a lead from being interested all the way over to a buyer. And of course, there's a lot that happens in between, which that is where your sales process falls into place to make sure you actually get to them actually becoming a buyer or an official client, customer, and that transaction happens. So I love that, the, that you're using the word process. And because when we describe it, it does feel convoluted. It does feel like, how do I get them from point A to point B and do it in a fluid motion? So let's talk a little bit about your heart-centered sales process, which I absolutely love that it's heart-centered because it does, it feels more authentic and genuine. So tell us a bit about it. Yeah. So what I, I, it came from this discovery of, okay, I've been in corporate, right? And in corporate, you literally learn Um, they take processes, right? Or they take sales messages. They run them through training. They go through training departments. They develop the materials. You get the booklet. You learn it. It's scripted. You learn the script. You deliver it. And that's what you do over and over and over. But what I learned was, and I'm always a couple of things, transparent, vulnerable, authentic. That's just the way I show up and I'm always going to keep it real. So I'm going to do the same with your audience. You guys are probably thinking, oh man, she spent 16 years in sales and like, she's a master. No, you guys, this is how I got to the whole philosophy of how I teach on sales is from coming from corporate and coming into the entrepreneurial world. I was still trying to do things in a corporate way where it's scripted, you follow the process, you have the same conversation with every single person, you have this like um, list of questions that you ask. And I'm like, oh, wow, y'all, I spent a year, a year, maybe right under a year, let me say it, right under a year, struggling to sell the thing that I was so passionate about that I decided to build this business on. And I happened to be in a mastermind at that time, Jenny. And it was crazy because I was watching other people who did not, have as much sales experience as me, like fly past me as far as like reaching their sales goals, profitability, all that. And I was like, what is going on? And what I realized is I had not made that shift from being in this like scripted way into really, really connecting with that potential customer, client or buyer, because it's just a different process. And that's where I was like, this is all about, it just came out of my mouth one day and now it's trademarked. But I'm like, this is all about, It's all about selling with heart, not hustle. Because when you're selling to someone, 
it you you don't have to hustle them. Number one, first of all, they're already interested. If they get if they're in a sales conversation with you, or they're meeting you for coffee, and they're interested in something you're selling them, or they're getting on a Zoom call, a strategy call, discovery call, breakthrough, name it, whatever. If they are in a sales call conversation with you, they're already interested in you. They've already stalked you, went on your website, went on Instagram. They've done all the things. So your job is not to show up and hustle them. Your job is not to show up and sell how great you are and try to convince them to buy from you because of all your greatness and your accolades and whatever or how great your product is. The number one thing they want to know is how can you help them? Which that is a heart center approach because your focus shifts from you gaining something and it being about what you're going to get from them, their money, and it becomes how can I help this person that's in front of me? How can I serve them, impact them, and bring them value? And when you think about that, that is all about selling from the heart, meaning you genuinely care about the person that's in front of you, and you genuinely have this sense of confidence, ease, and grace about how you already know that you are the person that's going to support them, impact them, and help them. And so that is really, in just a short amount of minutes, that is what selling with heart, not hustle is all about. And then obviously, it's not just a feel-good approach. There's a process that walks through that too. So I love that you're talking about solving that problem because we talk a lot about that with content creators trying to create content on their site, whether it's a podcast, whatever it might be, and then getting them possibly into their email list. Because a lot of my listeners don't necessarily work a ton one-on-one with people. So they're not really getting into those sales calls, right? but they're doing it through their email sequences that they create. Yes that show that transformation of solving that problem and showing people where they want to be at the end of it and solve that problem for them. So I love that you talked about this. And even though we're talking about you said, you know, sales calls, it still works for people that are looking to do it online through their email list rather than having to get on a one-on-one sales call. Right. And I think, Jenny, it's actually even more important through the route that you're doing it. Like you really, really better to be tuned in and knowing your market, um, having confidence in what you bring, finding, uh, literally still asking them questions. Because I think even people who are more in, like you said, the influencer marketing and doing it through emails and things like that, you still have an online platform called Instagram where you can get on and you can talk and you can show your face and you can show up with your authenticity and your passion and your knowledge. Like that's still a opportunity to be selling people. And I really believe, Jenny, that we are in an age and a time where people are conscious buyers. They want to know, Who's behind the words? Who's behind the blog? And there's no better way to do that than whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on Instagram, whether you're sending a video link through your email. Like you guys, we're always selling. Everybody is always selling something, whether it's product, service, you're doing it through email marketing, or heck, it's your own brand. You are always selling something. And so the way that you communicate and the way that you articulate your product or your service um, to your audience, it matters still, no matter what lane you're in. It's all sales. I love that the first platform you said was Instagram because that's 
by far my favorite. It's the one that I talk about the most often with my audience because Instagram stories just provides you such a quick and easy way to show the behind the scenes, give them a chance to connect, and then continue those conversations by using the features that Instagram stories provides, like polls and questions and all of that mm-hmm. to then continue into direct message. So I love that you brought up Instagram because I'm it's my jam too, Jenny. <laughs> it's my jam. My favorite. I love it. Very good. So what is one big mistake you see that people make when closing sales? Because I'll be honest, when I'm on a discovery call with someone, the closing is always, I just have learned that I need to just be quiet once I'm done and listen to what they have to say. And that can be awkward, especially if you're someone like me that talks real fast and is used to people just having a conversation and ping-ponging back and forth. Um, So what would be, what's one big mistake that you see that people are making? In closing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Oh, I'm like, do I narrow it down to one, Jenny? Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is hard. I have like three on my head already, but I'm going to try to get to the number one thing. I think the number one thing is is the lack of confidence and mindset when doing it. It's that. It's that. It really ties back to what you said, Jenny. It's not that you're not a confident person, Jenny, but it's that having that confidence on when you're on a one-on-one call with someone, having the confidence to say the number or the price of what you're worth and what your work is worth. And it's really not what you're worth as a human because that's priceless, but the body of work or the service or product that you provide, what it's worth and actually asking for it. It 90% of sales, I'm not even kidding. Maybe that's a little hefty number, but the majority of sales is mindset, Jenny. There is so much of this that blocks this, which you guys can't see us, but there's so much in the head, in the mind that blocks what comes out of the mouth. And if there's a disconnect between the two and the heart, then it gets all messed up and it gets frozen. And so we'll find ourselves when you get to end to the end to close somebody, we'll find ourselves talking too much, um, filling up dead space when the person is sitting there trying to think and process because they're already there because they want to work with you. Otherwise, they wouldn't be on there. But they're processing finances, money, time. They're, they've got a lot going on. And because we're nervous, we're like, we start talking. And we're like running our mouths about ourselves. And this person's like, oh my gosh, they can see straight through it. And then it also shifts your energy too. When you have that, that disconnect from heart to mind to mouth, there's this um, shift in your energy that shows up and energy is undeniable. I always, always tell my clients when you are having a discovery call, breakthrough call, needs analysis call, consultation, I don't care what you call it. Basically, I call it a sales call. When you are doing that, you need to be on video. You need to be either in person or on video. Video is best because you can record it, right? So you have it so you can watch it back. You can capture the notes, what they said, but nothing replaces that because the three pillars of sales that I believe keep you in a success, like, well, that actually will yield successful sales is communication, energy, and a sales process. Okay. And so communication and energy are key. And I think that is the number one thing is that people are in their head when it comes to closing instead of feeling like what I like to say is, and when I speak about this, I have a whole cycle. It's called a sales profitability cycle. And you walk through the process. And when you get to the bottom that's closing, I tell people, really, it's what I like to call inviting. You get to invite 
that person to work with you, Jenny, right? You're not pushing them. You're not selling them and hustling. No, you get to invite them because you now at this point have asked the right questions to figure out what their needs are, what their problems are, and how you and only you can provide the best solution to their problems and how you are going to be able to, as their coach, their leader, or whatever you want to call it, mentor, you're going to be the one that's going to help them say yes to the growth they desire. And that, like, that right there is, it's got, it's a mindset thing that stops people. Yes. No, I love that. And I love that you talk about the energy I'm thinking back to a discovery call I actually had yesterday with someone that wasn't on my list was actually a referral. And that was one of the words that came out of her mouth. I love your energy. Mm. And it's true. I do everything video because I am a person that gives off body language. I use my hands to talk. I talk. Oh yeah. That's so true. Because of that, it's like I need to be able to see you so that you can see exactly what I'm trying to say and what I'm portraying here with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's so important. So I love that you talked about that. And the energy piece oh. is just a huge part of it. Yeah. So hustle is a word that we constantly hear in entrepreneurship, right? Mm-hmm. What is your take on it, especially considering the world that we now live in with COVID? Wow. Okay. This one is a big one for me. I'm like, Oh, it's like two words that really kind of just nag me a little bit are fearless and hustle, but we're not here to talk about fearless. So we won't talk about that, but maybe another time. I love talking about fear to faith, the, the, all that kind of stuff, the biology, the science subconscious mind, but I ain't going to geek out on you today, Jenny, (laughs) stay on task, hustle. The word annoys me because I think that people glorify it and they also tie their worth, identity, and success to it. They're like, I literally had a client that said, hey, like, why am I feeling guilty that I don't want to build a million dollar business? Why am I feeling guilty that I want to work two hours a day in my business and the rest spend with my family? And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think what happens is, is that we attach hustle to hard work. We attach success to hustle. We attach um, if you're doing a good job or really being an entrepreneur that's killing it to hustle. And, and, and we also then attach it to sales. Those things, you don't separate them, right? Like there's no separation from that parts of our business. We're like, okay, I'm going to go and actually be heartfelt. No, if you have hustle energy, it will show up, spill out. It will wear you out. It will run you down. And I think that we have to take a step back. And this goes into my whole connection of meaningful success and my definition behind it. It is creating and cultivating what matters to you most and brings you purpose and joy. When you are focused on the thing that you love to do, that you are passionate about doing, that brings you purpose, it brings you joy, it allows you to impact, guess what? And then you have a sales process and you developed your authentic sales voice and your messaging and you start feeling confident where you can do that with confidence, ease and grace. Guess what? You don't have to hustle. You don't have to hustle for sales. You don't have to hustle in your business. You don't have to hustle to look like you're successful. And I think it's just this thing now. Now more than ever in COVID, we all need to be really, really with that because people really don't even want your your hustle energy. I can tell you that they don't want hustle all over them. I mean, and I say hustle and sales is like commission breath. It stinks. It's funky and nobody wants it on them. So I'm like, keep your commission breath to yourself. 
because your customer or potential customer or client is in front of you. They can see it, Jenny. They, your energy when you're in hustle, they can feel it. And I don't want you to mistake anybody that's listening, hustle with doing the work, right? Every single one of us has to show up and do the work to get to where we want to be. Sometimes that work is going to be more of a sacrifice. It's going to be more involved. It's going to be more intense. It's going to take more of you. It might take you hiring people. I am not saying that hustle. I don't equate hustle with doing the work. Doing the work is simply doing the work. It's the grit and all that that I talk about that's required to get the success. But it doesn't have to come with hustle. That's a difference for me. And so I am never opposed to doing the work. And sometimes the work means, hey, tell my husband this week or last week, I've got five speaking events. Like, and here's what's going on with our son. Here's what's up. I'm going to need you to cook the HelloFresh meals, you know, Home Chef, whatever one we use. I'm forgetting. But like (laughs) fix that meal on Tuesdays and Wednesday because I'm going to be speaking to two groups on Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm speaking during the day. That guess what? That's that's just work. That's just doing work. It's an intense week of work. But I'm not in hustle. I try not to be in hustle. And I actually caught myself last week and called myself out where I was like, this this feels like hustle. Not interested. Back up, slow down, report, reprioritize and get a grip because I don't I don't want it. It's that piece that you just said about reprioritizing. Mm-hmm. I think it goes back to looking at your boundaries. What have you set up for the path that you want with the goals that you have? And it, everybody loves to talk about balance. And my listeners know, I don't believe in it. It doesn't Me exist. doesn't exist. Especially right now. <laughs> yeah. Stop striving for it. Stop stressing yourself. You need to decide what your family life is going to look like and get comfortable with that. And I think the fact that you said you had that conversation with your husband, that's part of the boundaries is being able to communicate with your significant other. Listen, this is where I need some help this week. I've got this going on and this going on, whether it's days of the week. There have been so many times that I feel like we, I've taken time to have those conversations with my husband because you can feel the tension start to like shift, especially when kids were first home for virtual. Right. (laughs) And now a lot of us are going, still going into that again with the fall. You have to have those conversations and you need to decide what you're okay with. And if you are going to look to still continue to do those sales and increase your business and you want that, then you most likely you're going to need to, like you said, start to hire and look at a team member coming in that can help do that. Because otherwise you're going to sacrifice your family and your health. And yeah. And your business too, Jenny, you know what hustle eventually moves you into a space. As I tell my clients, it moves you into this space where you start to even not even like the work that you're doing. Like you get so worn, worn out, so burned out that you're just like, I, I don't even want to be here anymore. And and who wants to do that? You've worked too hard to get here. Um, and it is it. There's this great little story, like parable, on um, the little man in the boat, and it really talks about how you can have this goal of building, 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 and hustling, hustling, hustling to get there. And really, in actuality, you just really wanted this little thing that could provide you freedom, time freedom, time with your family, more money, out of debt, or whatever the thing is. And you can never lose sight of that little boat. You can't be running after the yacht. Then you get to the yacht and you realize, whoa, managing this yacht, the crew that it needs, the money that it costs, I never wanted that in the first place. Right. 
what you really wanted was over here. So you've got to literally keep that anchor down in that little boat so you don't float away and get swept up into the hustle culture and hustle mentality thing. Yes. And I think based on the times and based on what you're going through as a family, that can shift. You may have thought that you wanted one thing and then something kind of comes in and you've got to pivot and decide, is that really what you want for yourself and your family? Whether that's an illness in a family or a new baby, whatever it might be. So being able to kind of pivot and shift with the times and reevaluating, like you said, taking a look at it and really setting up those boundaries so that you can win. One of the questions I have for you, and I should have asked you before the interview, do you have a guide on your sales process that you use or something that we can link to in the show notes? Um, Usually I do it when I will give it away when I'm speaking, but it's called the sales profitability cycle and it's a workbook to it. Um, And actually, let me take that back. Now what we did was we created an on-demand um, webinar to it. And let me go and have actually get that for you. So you have it. Cause That's I'm thinking, perfect. wait, okay. I'm like, wait, no, we, we now have it because I keep getting asked for it. Okay. So this, what I'm referring to, you can text to five, five, four, 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 and text the word heart. And you'll be able to get the on-demand webinar that goes in a full 90 minute deep dive on how to sell with heart, not hustle in uncertain times. And so it is so relevant to like right now, what you asked, what you mentioned, Jenny, about being in COVID and still showing up and still selling and um, being able to like still keep your business alive and thriving. And so, yep, if you go to that text 55444, so two fives, three fours and text the word heart, you'll be able to get it. Thank you, Jenny. No, I literally just perfect. had a brain fart moment. That's perfect. So we're going to make sure that we have that in the show notes. And we're going to link to it as well so that people can make sure that they get that. Where else are the best places to connect with you? Best places, just like me and Jenny said, over on Instagram, that is the best place because I feel like, again, I get to connect and I talk to people and listen, people DM me and I'm like, I will voice message DM you back. I am, I'm not afraid. So I love Instagram. I just feel like it's the best way for me to kick. So Instagram, that's at Natasha Hemingway with two M's um, in my last name, which is super long, but I love it. And then my website is natashahemingway.com. Same thing, two M's. Everywhere I'm Natasha Hemingway. I will be honest. I am not in Facebook a lot. So please don't message me over there. Because right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not there a lot. So don't. Um, but Instagram, my website are best places really. Or Pinterest, YouTube, pick one. I'm there. Yep. Nope, that's perfect. A lot of my audience is actually listening, used to using Instagram because that's where I am all the time. And if you know, everyone knows, I always say if you're watching or if you're listening to the episode and you're out doing something, do a screenshot. Now you can tag both of us in your Instagram stories and you'll probably yes. get both of us direct messaging you, that's seeing it. what kind of questions you have and can make sure we answer all your questions. Natasha, I appreciate you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast with me. Thank you for having me, Jenny. It's so awesome to be able to finally meet this way with us. You guys can't see it, but we're both talkers with hands. Like we're like this. <laughs> so I love it. Thank you for having me, Jenny. Um, I always say um, it's my honor and my pleasure to be on anyone's platform and be able to share the thing that I'm passionate about. I never take it for granted. So thank you for letting me serve and pour into your audience and your community because you've built a mighty one. I do know that about you.
So, thank you. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you so much. All right. Well, there you have it. Natasha shared so many gems of information in which you can actually put those strategies in place today. And as you saw, I wanted to make sure that we asked from the position of if you're closing, when you're actually talking to people from business owners to doing business strategies to even closing via your emails. It's the same process. It's the same type of language from that heart-centered position. Make sure that if you haven't already, that you grab her free video training that she gave you the text that you can link to um, and sign up for, as well as we have it linked in the show notes. You guys, I appreciate you all so much for listening in. If you have a second, I would absolutely adore you if you would take the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. That's your purple podcasting app if you have an iPhone. It's going to help us be able to get amazing guests like we have been getting over the course of the past couple months. I appreciate you guys. And if you are out on Instagram and you are wanting to post this and share it on stories, you can tag me at Jenny underscore Melrose, as well as at Natasha Hemingway. Two M's, like she said. All right, guys, until next time, I will see you all then. 